From elbow room to shoulder to shoulder, fans are back in the stands. Visually, at least, sports have made a complete comeback. But how does the sports world feel about this post-lockdown attitude? I'm Luke Garrett. And I'm Loris Spitalniak. The roar of a packed stadium has finally returned to the D.C. area as capacity restrictions phased out in tandem with rising vaccination rates and dropping COVID numbers. This week, WTOP Sports Director George Wallace tells us about what this return to packed stands means for D.C. teams and their fan bases. All right, so George, fans have been able to watch games in person since late March, but just this month, stadiums were allowed to bring 100% capacity of fans. What is the difference between having a pack stand compared to this 25% capacity, which we were doing back in March? Oh, it's a big difference, guys, especially for the home team. I mean, these guys were playing in front of nobody last year. You had to create your own energy. You had that fake crowd noise, which just sounded awful. You could try all you want to duplicate the crowd noise, but let's be honest. I mean, you can't do it. So they weren't enjoying it. They weren't having a good time. That's why, to me, like some of the teams that won things last year, the way they had to do it, I give them a little more credit because you had to manufacture your own energy, your own crowd noise, things like that. So even at 25%, these guys loved it just because there was at least a smattering of people. Last year at FedEx Field, Washington had nobody, and then one game they were allowed family and friends. It was just, you know, maybe a couple hundred people. And then the one game they had 3,000. You thought, I mean, the place was packed the way it sounded. So now to get back to the 100% is just huge because – You just feel the energy of a stadium, a ballpark, an arena. I mean, it just makes such a huge difference, especially for the home team. But even for the road team now, they were used to playing in front of nobody. They feed off the energy, too. There's nothing like going into an opposing arena and everybody hates you. And especially if you win a road game like that, like the Hawks did playing game one in Milwaukee. I mean, the place is screaming packed Eastern Conference Finals, and they get away with a road win, or like the Hawks did at Madison Square Garden in game one of their series two weeks ago. There's nothing more satisfying than that. I mean, it was a huge difference to go from 0 to 25, but now to go to 100 is just, it's, it's great. Yeah, one thing I saw, I went to a game this last Friday, and there was like a wave. The fans did a wave around the stadium. Um, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. you just can't do that with 25%. I mean, it's literally impossible. No. Um, and that sort of energy, I don't know, that to me really marked a big difference. First of all, the wave should be outlawed anyway. That's just me. That's <laughs> just me. That's fine. A hot sports Hot take. take. Hot take. But anyway, no, you're right. And we haven't seen that in, you know, 16 months. Um... <laughs> In a way, the country came to understand how severe this pandemic was going to be through sports. Mm -hmm. The first time that we really took it in, we had Tom Hanks getting sick and then also the first NBA player tested positive for COVID. I had those two things inextricably linked in my mind because I was on the desk when they both happened. And then after that, seasons got canceled. Other sports followed suit. What is this relationship between sports and America's understanding of the pandemic. And what does it mean that we're back now? Is that that's a good sign? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good sign. Yeah. Rudy Gobert Mm -hmm. that night. That's going to be a spot where you're always going to remember where you were. That's like that's that moment when all of a sudden they come out and they're looking for Rudy. And then you see Mark Cuban looking at his phone when they postpone the season and the conference tournaments the next couple of days kept getting postponed and canceled. And you just especially in my world, like that's what I do. And we have nothing to talk about. It was just you talk about a situation that you've never dealt with before. But I think you're right. You got to see the severity of it kind of hit me, I guess. Like, wait a minute, this mm-hmm. is serious stuff when you're having to cancel entire seasons or you were going to move forward with the NCAA tournament at first with no fans. And you thought that's just unthinkable. How are they going to play 
sporting event with no fans in. Yeah. But then you just saw how serious it was. They put everything on hold. People love sports. People hate sports. But the entertainment value of it or it's a daily thing, I think, in a lot of people's minds mm-hmm. that you're waking up and you're hearing that the NBA season's on hold. The NHL season's on hold. There's no NCAA tournament, multi-billion dollar deal. You're like, wait a minute, this is real now that they can't even have sports, which is what takes people's minds off of right. yeah. you know, other things in the world. You know, okay, we'll sit back and be entertained and watch a sporting event. And when you can't even do that, you're like, whoa, what are we doing here? Mm. That was a huge deal. And, and I think that's where people maybe started to realize, to your point, how severe mm-hmm. this was. And then when things started opening back up and they started playing the abbreviated seasons last year in front of no fans, you went from thinking that's just unthinkable that you're going to play games and not let anybody in to thank God we're getting something back. Who cares if there's fans there? We want to see sports back. A real shift in perspective. Right? It was. It was huge. Mm. And now that we're back to 100% capacity, did we see this mad rush back to the stadiums? No. You haven't seen... (laughs) Oh, no. No, I think for Nats Park, for instance, they've been open now since June 10th. You've seen thirty to 32,000. Now, in beginning of June, before school gets out, you don't see the big crowds, and I think... The Dodgers are coming to town over Fourth of July weekend. I guarantee that place is going to be packed for that. And I think it's still going to take people a few weeks to get used to it. Now, that's just speaking here. You look on TV at these NBA playoffs, and these arenas are packed. Mm-hmm. It's great to see like people courtside. Now, on one side of the court, they still have the players' benches spread out, like guy in front, guy in back, guy in front, guy in back. And then right behind the benches, there are still tarps over the first few rows of seats. But everywhere else in the arena is at capacity and kind of right on top of the court. I think you're going to get there by this summer, and I think definitely by the NFL season, you're going to see packed stadiums. I think people are coming out of it slowly. Maybe uh, give me a couple more weeks to get used to this going back out in public again without a mask or getting back to the new normal. For me, I love seeing it, and I can't wait. I'm going to a game in a few weeks with the kids, and I mean, I can't wait to be back in that environment again, seeing live baseball and looking my right, looking at my left, and seeing fans there. How is that with kids? Because since I should know how old your kids are, but at least one of them is under 12, right? Both are. I'm not, come on now, I've got kids older than 12. <laughs> uh, you don't age me that bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, po- the point being yeah. that they can't be vaccinated yet. Right. So how do you go out to a game with your family, and I assume the kids still have to wear a mask? Yeah, that's going to be interesting because we haven't done that yet. We're dealing with the kids' aspect of it now, like summer camps and stuff. But for a game, I think that they still want the unvaccinated to wear a mask. I don't yeah. know where the kids fall in that. If I get there and you know we have a row to ourselves and it's myself and everybody in my house that's been vaccinated and the kids aren't, I'm not going to make them wear it. Mm-hmm. And you know what the funny thing is, though, about the kids? They're so used to it now. They're so used to oh, I mean, really? they're so used to it. They're better than most adults. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they're really they fell in line with it right away. I mean, you go to daycare, my little guy's still wearing it all day. And he's just used to it. They put it on in the car before you get yeah. out of the car and get, you know. As far as playing sports outside, they've been back and forth with making them wear it. But at a full ballpark, it's a game time decision. To see how it <laughs> plays out when we get there. <laughs> right. Are there any changes that were brought on by the pandemic that are kind of sticking or here to stay? Are there any kind of standouts like, oh, whoa, this did not exist before March 2020, and now we're really seeing stay? Yeah, in my world, yeah, we can't talk to any players yet in person. Right. Yeah, I know you're talking about fans, but as far as the sports, yeah, we, like right now, we're still not having in-person press conferences mm. with players. Now, I think that's going to get better. At Nats Park and Major League Baseball, they have just loosened a little bit that fully vaccinated media can be on the field pregame. 
which okay. was unheard of until a couple weeks ago. So that is, I think, the first step. When we'll get back to have in-person interviews with players, I don't know. As far as ballparks and stadiums, they've implemented a lot of no-contact cashless concession stands. I bet you that sticks around mm-hmm. for sure because that's so much easier. Boom, 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 and you're out the door. They can take your $8 for a beer quicker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Eight, that's cheap. Oh, yeah, it's absolute swill. <laughs> We're not going to discuss what's in it. You know, Capital One Arena didn't really have a chance to implement mm. the return to normal type things. The Caps were done. The Wizards had two games. So I'm only basing on Nats Park right now because that's what's happening in Audi Field, too. But more concession stands are open. You can bring the things back into the ballpark, which you couldn't before, sitting in the seats without a mask, not having to sit with just your household, things like that. So those are the things that have kind of returned to normal, so to say. Tickets, too, I think. When I went to yeah. the game, I didn't, I didn't have tickets. Tickets, you're just right. Just on my phone. You know, we just scanned it. How was that? No paper tickets, right? Yeah. You could even text people you're going with if you weren't going at the same time. It was pretty seamless. It was like the airport. See, now that, stuff like that, being able to text tickets, that's huge. Instead of having to meet somebody at this entrance, look for them with 10,000 people. So when you went, then you've had a sooner experience than I have. Was it normal? It was probably the most people I've ever interacted with closely, you know, so that was kind of, you know, like, whoa, you noticed that. But everything else seemed fairly normal. They had the cams going around throughout the stands and people making funny faces and dancing. Those sorts of things really stuck out because you just saw tens of thousands of people having a good time. And yeah, that was a big deal. I think I'll remember that game as a true marker of easing and ending of this pandemic. I love the absolutely powerful energy of George being like, I'm going to interview you <laughs> I know, you I just now. realized that. Tell me just about switched your me. experience. <laughs> Sorry. It's phenomenal, and that's what we look for in a sports reporter, <laughs> really getting to the truth of it. Well, look, I saw the opportunity. He was there, you know, that I haven't been yet. Figured I'd ask. What does it mean for the D.C. area and the adjoining suburbs that residents are able to go back to a stadium now, however reticent they may be? Well, look, you see as sports a lot of times brings people together, right? It's mm-hmm. entertaining. It brings people together. They bond over certain things. So. The fact that you can get a group back together and go back to a ball game like Luke did, things like that I think are huge because people can sit there and say, you know what, this feels now normal. So we're able to do this mm-hmm. again, just like you're able to go to a restaurant and go to things like that. So I think for, for sports fans, the fact that you can, on a weekend, pick up, get a group of people, go to Nats Park and not have to worry about anything really, it's huge because it also resembles that next step towards normalcy. Whether or not it's the Dodgers playing or the Marlins, I don't think it matters at this point. I think people are just excited to get back to a ballpark. How many times people I've talked to that have gone and say, it's just so nice to see live baseball with live fans, whether it be 25% or the 10,000 people or now the full capacity, whatever it may be. People have just been longing for that. And I think it's a huge deal that you are able to do it now. And also, I mean, look, remember when they first opened and now maybe the demand wasn't as high because people were still trickling back into the world. You know, you didn't have to plan, you know, okay, I got to remember in two weeks, I have to go online and get tickets for this game because they're only allowing Mm. 3000 people. But now the fact that you can sit home and the game's not sold out, you can get online, go to a game. Like, I think that is a huge step towards normalcy. So to answer your question, I think it is a big deal now that fans can go back, whether it's Nats Park or Bowie even for minor league or Camden Yards or Audi Field and then FedEx Field in the fall. I think you're going to see an even bigger step to that because if they can get 80,000 people in there, I think it's going to be even better. But I think it's a big deal for now. The 2020 Olympics in Tokyo will begin in less than a month. The events were bumped back a year due to the coronavirus. Attendance is capped at 50% capacity. 
with a maximum of 10,000 spectators. While fans will not be required to show a negative COVID-19 test, they will be required to wear masks. Additional precautions include staggered exit times and a ban on shouting, cheering, and even speaking in loud voices. Fans are encouraged to travel directly home after events, not stopping anywhere along the way to celebrate. The Japanese government's coronavirus advisors have warned that a rebound in cases is already underway. The Emperor of Japan has expressed similar concerns. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Laura Spitalniak. And me, Luke Garrett. Our cover art was created by cartoonist Audrey Garrett, and our music is courtesy of Lockspeed. Join us next Monday as the world reopens.